Hello, it's Maureen, Diabetes Lady. So I'm here today to talk to you about diet. I was going to talk about fluids totally separate, but really it's part and parcel of what we do when we eat. We do drink at the same time. So I'm going to talk about fluids and diet as well together. So when we come to eating, um, especially if we've got diabetes, whether it's pre-diabetes or type 2 diabetes, or it's an inkling that you've decided in your head that you're going to do something because you don't want to get diabetes, then this might be a bit more helpful because I know that when my patients or clients come in and speak to me, it is about what they're putting in their mouth that they worry about. I don't think people worry so much about it now, but they used to be, oh my God, it's like I can't have that and I can't have that. A little bit of what you fancy does you good. If you stop yourself or, or not have what you really want, you will have more of it. And I know that because that's been me. When I go on these really fancy diets and they say, no, you shouldn't have that, then the best thing that I'll do is that I'll definitely find some way of having it. And we all do it. It's human nature. And that's what we are. We're human beings, not robots. So let's talk about diet. The ideal diet would be that you had three meals a day. You'd have four to five hours gap between each meal, no longer than five hours, because if you start having it longer than five hours, then you, that's when you start to get hungry and you want something else or you get past hungry and then you've gone too far. So the body then starts making its own sugar and then it gets out of control. So you get that impaired glucose regulation going on and we don't want any of that. We want everything nice, even, balanced so that our blood sugars down and even keel and the body is not thinking, oh my God, she's not feeding me again so we have to make sure that we eat properly so to reduce the risk of getting diabetes so the big one is managing weight everybody thinks that everybody who's overweight must have type 2 diabetes it's not true you have slim people i have lots of patients that i see who are i'd kill to look like them but they are slim and i am not <laughs> So that's what I have to put up with. and um, But they may have the diabetes and I don't. So it, it's just one of those things that happens or it doesn't happen. You just have to go with the flow. When I looked all this up, um, the best source of information for me was Diabetes UK. And Diabetes UK is a charity and they love the fact that you join them because they obviously need all those monies to be able to help with um, research and Diabetes UK is a big resource for the research that goes out there in the country so if you want to join them by all amounts do but you can also have a look at some of the stuff that they have got there so they mentioned the Mediterranean diet they also mentioned the DASH diet which is dietary approaches to stop hypertension so I actually googled it to have a look at this DASH diet and funnily enough I found it on the Holland and Barrett site which is what I did not expect to find really interesting really helpful and really explained a lot of stuff and I thought oh my god how cool is this because even as a nurse you can't know absolutely everything that's out there but it doesn't stop the fact that it can help other people and are all for helping other people so eating a balanced diet what I suggest is is that you try to make it so that you eat high protein, high amount of vegetables, fruit and vegetables, and a higher, a lower amount of carbohydrates and healthy fats. Now, if we talk about healthy fats, when I say healthy fats, I mean avocados, nuts, things like that. I'm on about olives, 
olive oil, rapeseed oil. But when we talk about oil, you must bear in mind that if you heat an oil up, whether it's sunflower oil, whether it's fat, whether it's actual olive oil or, or rapeseed oil that you're cooking, as soon as you heat those molecules of fat up, you're actually changing the structure of it. So oil then becomes oil. So calorific wise, it'll still make whatever you're eating high. There are the air fryers now, which are a lot better because you, you can either cook them without actually adding any oil or you can cook them with a small amount of oil, which is much better than having those great big chip pans that we used to have in the good old days. You can now, people are more, more aware of eating healthily and you can eat things like um, sweet potatoes, although you do have to be careful, although we recommend that you can have sweet potatoes, just be mindful of the, of the fact that the clue is in the name, as in sweet, and also it's a potato, which is carbohydrate, so that makes it high on the risk. So, when I was started, when I started in nursing and, and you talk to a dietitian, the dietitian would have a plate that looked like the CND, so it was divided up into two, three, into three thirds. It's changed now. So if you were to have a dinner plate in front of you, if you get a circle, draw a circle, you cut it in half. Half of that plate will be filled with your vegetables and fruit for that meal. OK, that's it. And that is either salads or greens, any kind of vegetable on that side of the plate. Two thirds of the plate on the other side would be your protein. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean meat. It could be fish. It could be anything like eggs. It could be anything that a vegetarian would eat. But two thirds of it would be protein. And then the other third would be divided up again. And a sixth of so half of that third would be your healthy fats, such as your nuts, your avocados, the oil that you've cooked with, the fats of cheese, things like that. That's that. And the other six would be carbohydrate. And that's how much we are recommending that you eat. Now, when I suggest to people, I always suggest that if you're going to have a breakfast, make sure that breakfast is high in protein. And that could even be something as similar as having um, a Greek yogurt because it's high in protein. So you could have a, a natural Greek yogurt that's low in fat. You could add in some nuts and seeds and pumpkin seeds and what have you. And you could also add in some fruit like berries, red berries, etc. Sound really sort of twee. You think, oh my God, that sounds disgusting. But you would be absolutely surprised at how enjoyable it is and how filling it is. I sometimes, if I'm on the hop and I haven't got up early enough for work, I've gone to work and I've bought myself some nut bars and I do shop at Aldi and they have them in the breakfast bar thing and they have one that's done of peanuts and one that's almonds and I can have one of those and that will keep me going until lunchtime. It's not good for me but it does keep me going and it's full of healthy fats, it's got hardly any carbohydrate in it and it is just pure nuts and I'm having to chew them. It's not ground up nuts, it's whole nuts. And they are more than satisfying. A boiled egg would do. One or two boiled eggs, marvellous. All these high protein diets that came out, they proved that it didn't hurt you to have high protein diet. And if you're going to have a high protein diet, that means you could actually have an English breakfast, but without your toast. Don't add toast in. If you're going to have carbohydrates, then have carbohydrates at lunchtime when you have a sandwich. 
have it then. And I've actually started recommending to some of my patients that they get milk roll or Blackpool roll, as it's called here, which is just the small, I call it the nimble bread, because I remember nimble used to make it when I was a kid and my mum used to get it. And if you had two slices of that bread with something made into a sandwich, that's only going to be equivalent to, say, one and a half slices of bread or even one slice of bread. So you've cut down your carbs even then. People always say they can't cope without the bread, but once you stop having it, it's amazing how you don't miss it. And every now and again, my body will say, because I don't eat have bread in my house, and it'll be like, I need bread, I need bread, and I'll have it. And I might have it once every two months that I'll have it. I will, I will say that when I am actually at work, it is easier for me to take a sandwich in. But I only work two days a week and that's the only carbs that I'll have because I don't have potatoes. I just have vegetables. So I'll probably more often than not, most nights, eat meat and veg and that's all I'll have. Or I'll have fish and bread and veg. That's what I've had for the last two nights. I've had salmon for the last two nights. So I do know that I stick to what I'm actually telling other people to do. Because if I don't, it makes what I'm saying untruth. So... The DASH diet, I had a, look, had a look to see what that was. And that basically is to do with your blood pressure. And that is a good thing to be aware of, especially if you've got diabetes, because more often than not, your blood pressure is high. And it, I found it on the Holland and Barrett site and it was really good. There was about 12 pointers to this DASH diet. And it wasn't, it wasn't, I didn't turn my nose up it when I looked at it. I thought, oh, that's really clever. So I might actually print it off myself and take it to work when I'm talking to people. There's also vegetarian and vegan diets, but when you're having vegetarian or vegan diets, you do have to be careful that you don't then start um, adding in extra cheese. I've known loads of people put loads of weight on when they've gone on to vegetarian and vegan diets because they've added in more um, cheese than they should have done. Um, and that's nothing but pure fat, so that's no good. You need to make sure that when you are eating anything, which helps greatly, is that you cook from fresh so you know exactly what's on your plate. So you need more fruit and veg intake, more leafy green, like green leafy vegetables, blueberries, grapes and apples. Now, I'm surprised about the grape thing, but that came up from Diabetes UK. So I'm going by what they're saying. But if you're going to have grapes, don't do it so they're on the top of the on the, the top of the actual Oh, what's it called? Fruit bowl. Because every time you pass, if I do that for me, every time I pass, I'm going to have a grape, which is not good because by the end of the day, the grapes have gone. And that is not what I think they're trying to mean. But three or four of those grapes with the other fruit that you're having, there's no problem with that. Red berries are a great one, and especially at this time of year, where we can get hold of things like cherries and blueberries and um blackberries i know they're not red but you know what i'm saying to you so it's actually having raspberries strawberries i've actually seen something today with on the medical news today on one of their research paper and they're actually saying that it's good for your cognitive for the brain is is american studies been done so i need to look at that one a little bit more to see what that's going on about whole grains so when you're talking about whole grains you're on about like your bread with your granary bread the bread that has all the seeds and stuff in the pumpkin seeds I know it sounds, you think, oh, God, I'm going to, it's just turning me into a, a vegetable. I'm not. And what I'm trying to tell you is that there are more ways of having food than and different ways of having food. It's like 
Um, I remember in the 90s and there was a great big thing and Sarah Brown, she wrote the book the um, and somebody else wasn't Sarah Brown, it was somebody else. And the F plan. And I noticed somebody the other day on Amazon was actually promoting the F plan all over again. That was a really good healthy diet that you ate because it was you were eating mostly roughage and the body was having to work to break down all your fat. So there's nothing wrong with that. I buy still buy tins of beans and, and use them for different things. I'll buy if I want to plump out something like a stew and pump it out a bit more lentils. I've always had lentils in my stews because it bulks it out and it fills you up and it takes longer for your body to break it down. I've started buying tins of green lentils and what I do is they're in water but I swirl them out so they're all nice and clean and if I'm doing a bolognese sauce like a, a spaghetti bolognese sauce or some kind of pasta sauce I'll put a tin of lentils in with it because it fills it out and then I will eat that instead of having rice or having it with pasta or even with potatoes if I'm doing a stew because it's filling and it's nice and it's heartwarming and you don't get hungry from it because your body's trying to break it down. Yogurt is a magic thing. Cheese is good, but in moderation. So just look at the cheese and look at the amount of fat that's in it. Drink unsweetened tea and coffee. The best way of tea, if you if you like your tea sweet, get fruit teas. Just I, I now sometimes if I want for drink to quench my thirst instead of just drinking plain water, I'll actually slice lemons up in. My friend is crazy about cucumber and she'll put cucumber in her water and it's absolutely brilliant and it is refreshing. Another one in the winter, I'll have um, ginger and lemon tea. But I won't have the tea bags. I actually just put ginger and um, lemon in, in a glass and then pour it with boiling water, put water on it and then drink it. Oh, it soothes your throat. It's absolutely amazing stuff. You need to be careful when you're eating stuff, um, as in what you should reduce on, is sugar-sweetened drinks. Try not to have high sugar drinks. Try not to eat a great deal of red and processed meats if i'm having red meat i might have red meat say once a week or even once a fortnight it's not something that i do all the time and remember that pork is a red meat for your refined sugars things like white bread sugary cereals and sugary snacks you cut down on them i I don't I don't say to people about white bread, not eating white bread, because at the end of the day, if you want to put carbohydrate in your diet, then white bread is fine. I remember when we had the first recession and we're talking the 90s and it was really bad and people were saying, oh, no, no, I, I eat white bread. I can't eat brown. La, la, la. And everybody's changed. Everybody's diet changes and they go on to brine bread. But if you can't afford a bread, I've looked at the prices of bread. And if you can only afford a cheap loaf, if that's what you want to eat and it means that you're getting something substantial inside of you, I am going to be the last person on this earth that's going to judge you for that. It's not about judgment. It's about what you can afford and what you have. And as long as you eat healthy in between everything and that is part of your diet, I am definitely not going to be anybody that says anything. I can't tolerate white bread. I will be honest. I, I When I was working early on in diabetes, there was a lady who had been to one of these um, allergy clinics and checked for food, what she was allergic to. And she was over 45 and she was told that after 35, women can't tolerate yeast. 
and one of them was white bread. And I found as I got older that white bread caused it caused um, acid reflux with me. So it's very rare that I eat white bread now because I can't tolerate it. Be careful of anything sugary and be careful of potatoes, especially French fries. People go on about uh, baked potatoes being good for you, but they're not good for you if you don't eat the skin. The whole idea of a baked potato for it to be healthy for you is that you actually eat the skin as well, not just mash up with cheese and everything else that you do in the middle. Because all you're doing is you're having mashed potato and mashed potato is a simple sugar. So I don't advocate potatoes at all. I tend to sort of like sly away from them if you're going to have potatoes i always recommend those little ones like those um, charlotte's with potatoes you know the little um not the jersey rolls but they're like that but they're washed and you just put them in a pan and you can just boil them and eat them mashed potato is is good and it's nice yes but it becomes a simple sugar and when it becomes a simple sugar your blood sugars go through the roof so you just have to look at your food totally different if you want chocolate, and people always want chocolate, if they have a craving for chocolate, what I tend to do is when you go shopping, you can buy those little bars of chocolate and they'll be in like a pack of five or six. Some will be white, some will be milk. Steer away from them. Just have the dark chocolate ones. Put them in your freezer. And if you fancy chocolate, then you just take one of those bars out and have one of those. And I do that all the time. I've been buying because I do shop at Aldi and when I've gone into Aldi, they, they do do them. And they do ones that are called um, Mother and Roth. And I've been buying their dark chocolate and they come in little, they come in about five little packets inside of them. And last week or the week before, I bought the orange ones, orange and almond ones. Oh my God, they're delish. But I'm really good with myself because I'll have one and then I might not have one for about two or three days. But that's me because I've learned to do that because it's out of sight, out of mind. I'm horrendous for nuts. I always have fresh nuts in the house. So I'll, I'll, you'll find me chomping on hazelnuts, not hazelnuts, walnuts and Brazil nuts and almonds. But I've always been somebody who likes nuts. If you don't like nuts, then you're not going to be really one of those people. But there are more than one, more than a great way of eating food that looks good on your plate and is really enjoyable. And even when I was when I used to eat when I was younger and I used to put a diet to get like put something off, I've got to take something to work because I've got to I've got to stick to my eating plan. I used to do things like cold pasta salads or I'd make a salad and take that in. But it never was like your lettuce, tomato and cucumber because I was never that kind of girl. So I used to do things like mix um, beans up and just get beans and mix them up with um, chops, put some feta cheese in them and then put things like, oh, I don't know, cucumber and tomatoes and olives and all sorts of stuff. And people say, what's that you're eating? It looks really good. And it was good. But I used to enjoy eating it because it looked good. And that's what you've got to remember when you're putting food on your plate. Always make it look enticing to eat, because if you do that, you'll enjoy it more. Big trick, big trick. I tell this to all my patients. It's the only way I can get them to stick to stuff. But it's my way of um, this is my little secret that I tell everybody. If you're going out for a meal, so say your loved one decides that they're going to treat you and take you out for a meal. It's a high day holiday or you're going out for some special anniversary or something. But if you're going out for a meal and you've got your table booked for about eight o'clock, but you would normally have your evening meal about six. Then what you do is at six o'clock, you just have either a handful of nuts or you buy one of those nut bars that I've told you about. That I've seen Tesco do the same thing. 
and you eat one of those and that will because it's just nuts and it's protein it takes longer for your body to digest it but what it doesn't do it doesn't overface you so by the time you get to sit in front of the meal and sort of sit to eat you're not over full but you've gone at six at that five to six hours you've actually had something to eat so the body's not thinking she's not feeding me because you fed it and then when you come to have your meal your meal you're not put off your meal but what you do is because I can guarantee when you go to a restaurant you're going to have a sweet because they always look so much better than the ones that we have at home so what you do is you have your starter you make sure that you don't have any carbs with it when you have your main meal you just have your main meal you don't have any potatoes with it or chips or whatever you just eat the meat and the veg or the salad or whatever you have and you just have that and then have a sweet because if you have the sweet you're having it all at the same time so it all gets metabolized at the same time it's not going to spike it's going to go up with a really lovely gentle curve and the thing is it gets rid of that craving for something naughty because you feel you've been naughty when you haven't but the amount of sweet you will have when you go out for a meal will not be the same size of sweet that you would give yourself if you were still at home and that is my number one trick. And that way that keeps you on the straight and narrow and you don't feel deprived. If you're going to do it, like if you're going to have, I don't know, it's coming up for Christmas. You don't have 10 mince pies all in one go. You have one or two and you do it after you've had a main meal without any potatoes. Because as the body is metabolising everything, it's coming down. And talking about pies, this is my one pet hate please 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 do not eat loads of pies if you are a family that likes to eat lots of pies try and cut it down to one pie a week i know that must sound horrendous to some people but they are so high in fat and whatever else is in them that you have to be careful with them because they can cause heart disease and that is the only reason why we try and limit them so if you are a family that enjoys the pie try and cut it down to one a week to one every fortnight and maybe even one a month you will thank me for it because you will live longer i know you might not think you will because you're going without your pie but they are evil. When I see some of the things, that I, there was something on TikTok this girl was making. on, And I know it was in the, um, she made it in the air fryer. And she'd got, what did she got? She'd got like phyllo pastry. And she filled it with strawberries and chocolate. I think it was chocolate she filled it in. No, she filled it with mascarpone cream. And I was thinking, oh my God, that's high in fat. She then put strawberries on it. She then wrapped it up so it looked like a spring roll. Then she put it in the air fryer for about five or ten minutes. I don't know how long it was in there for. And then she served it with white chocolate. And I looked at it and I thought, you might have used an air fryer, lovey, but you've just eaten all that fat that's clogged up all your veins and your arteries. Now, I know I sound absolutely horrendous now, but I just just think about what you're putting in your mouth because the more you think about what you're putting in your mouth, the more longer that you are going to live. And I know a sound horrendous and we do have moments where we do. And I do it myself where we do have something naughty, but I never have something naughty and feel bad afterward. Because now I have learned that even if I have been naughty, I go back to eating as I should do. Anyway, that's me finally being a knack bag. But it is about what you eat. So just be careful and stock take as you're about to put it into your mouth. 
My name's Maureen Chadwick. I'm the Diabetes Lady. You will find me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, all over the place. LinkedIn, I can be found. Um, I've also got a website that's called The Diabetes Lady. If you want to speak to me or need any help, by all means, reach out. I have no problem with that whatsoever. Take care of yourselves and just be careful what you put in your mouth, please. Take care. Bye for now.